One of the things that I was surprised that uh, George Santos disagreed with me on is the decision by President Biden not to do a Super Bowl interview. Because what Santos said is pretty much what Biden said, which is that, look, the game, you know, this interview used to be kind of lighthearted and about sports. Now it's become very political. We see so much politics. People need a break. I disagree. I think the tradition of a presidential Super Bowl interview was is a good one. And I think it's interesting. I think it's a great opportunity to give people that may not typically pay attention to election issues an opportunity to hear what the president is doing or at least their spin on what they're doing. And what I had said on Thursday morning was that I think the reason that President Biden wasn't doing it was because either he or his staff isn't comfortable with how he'd come across during one of these interviews. No less an authority than James Carville, the raging Cajun, Democratic strategist, man who helped get Bill Clinton elected back in 1992. He agreed with me. He was on uh, Michael Smirconish's CNN show on Saturday. This is what James Carville said. Well, when you don't accept a Super Bowl interview, you, you're about, I don't know, pulling averages, you're three points down in a two-way. Uh, it's the biggest television audience, not even close. And you get a chance to do a 20, 25-minute interview on that day, and you don't do it, that's a kind of sign that the staff or yourself doesn't have much confidence in you. There's no other way to read this. He's exactly right. I think that's the only way to read this. And I think those concerns became much more pronounced Thursday night after this uh, Robert Herr report was released in which it basically said one of the key reasons they weren't prosecuting President Biden is because they don't think he you know, is capable of demonstrating that he had criminal intent, that he would come across to the jury as an elderly man, uh, well-meaning but with poor memory. And, you know, like if someone is too senile, and he did not use the word senile, I'm paraphrasing, but if someone is too senile to stand trial, are they really competent enough to be president? Now, some people may say yes. Being president's not about having a good memory. Some people may say, and look, uh, President Trump, as uh, you know, he's pushing eighty-two. We've seen several instances of his memory fading as well. I, I think whatever you think about Trump's memory, there's no doubt he certainly has a much greater energy than President Biden has seemed to have in his public appearances, but. You know, both of these men have demonstrated some serious memory lapses. How much is due to age? How much is due to some other force? How much is due to the rigors of the campaign trail? I don't know. That's why a Super Bowl interview in which President Biden came across well could put some of these concerns to rest. Paul Begala, who was a big part of that 1992 Bill Clinton campaign as well, and now he's a CNN contributor, he talked about, and now he, again, he's a big Biden supporter prominent Democratic strategist, he talked about his reaction to that Robert Herr report and what they said about President Biden's mental faculties. Look, uh, I'm a Biden supporter, I, I, and I slept like a baby last night. I woke up every two hours crying and went to bed. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is terrible for Democrats, and anybody with a functioning brain knows that. Uh, somebody that uh, that I do know pretty well, not pretty well, but I, I have watched his career pretty well, 
is Ellie Honig. I first met Ellie Honig when he was a, an assistant U.S. attorney. He's prosecuting John Gotti Jr. By the way, some news on the John Gotti Jr. front as well, if the time, if time permits. I'll talk about that. But now he's a prominent legal analyst for CNN. This is what he had to say about the legal aspect of the her exoneration of President Not Biden. Not at all, Michael. I respectfully take issue with the use of the word exoneration. And exoneration means somebody has been cleared of any wrongdoing. Think about, for example, the Central Park Five, people who were falsely accused of a crime they had nothing to do with. This report is more like an inch away from an indictment, if you look at it. And you highlighted the key passage in your opening there. The third sentence of this report says, essentially, the evidence showed that Joe Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified documents. There is a federal crime for willfully retaining sensitive national defense information. And if that rings a bell, it's because Donald Trump is charged, indicted for 32 counts of that exact federal crime. But what her does, and this is fair for prosecutors to do, is he says, we need to look at the other factors around this. And he says that in his judgment, that mitigates against an indictment. That's called prosecutorial discretion. And there's perhaps some debate about how he exercised that. But that's why he comes out at no indictment. So I really do think it's at this point, I don't see President Biden staying in this race. I don't. I don't. And I think there's if you listen to what people are saying loudly now, used to be just them whispering about it. There is very little confidence. And that press conference that President Biden gave on Thursday night, which I guess was supposed to reinstill confidence in in him. I think it did the opposite. He looked um, unhinged. He looked angry. And he again was having a lot of difficult trouble with words and other things. He snapped at the CNN reporter and used the word press when he meant to say people. He seemed not at all to be cool, calm, and collected. And I think, if anything, it reinvigorated concerns that people have about his cognitive abilities.